Okay. We're live. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Um, long time no see. I've been incognito. I've been having an existential crisis, really and truly. Like, should I even be doing this podcast? What if I'm a flop? Like, what if my life mission is just to be a flop and I need to accept that? So, some super dark shit, but I'm back with a friend. Um, I think I'm going to be hosting with friends for a while now because I'm getting tired of talking to myself. And I would like to engage with another person in this space. Um, And moving forward, I would particularly like to engage with black women in this space. um, Because everybody knows that Andre Leon Talley died, which is so heartbreaking. Like, I can't even get over it because super fuck Anna Wintour. Like, fuck that white bitch. Um, and he, he talks about like how he wanted to, or they wanted to put like, this is before Anna Wintour, the previous Vogue editor, they wanted to put like African prints in the cover. And the lady was like, no, like basically something hella racist, like why? And then Leon Talley was like, oh wait, no, I fucked up the story. Start over, start over, start over. Wrong story, wrong story. Beyonce was on the cover of Vogue, a whole different era. Starting so strong. Whole different other era. At least I caught myself and I wasn't about to fully tell a lie. I would have, like, I think, like, keep it all in. Like, I think that this is high quality content, in my opinion. Anyways, before I get into the story, this is Haley Howard, my friend on the podcast with me today. (laughs) I super fucked up. Anyways, Beyonce was on the cover of the magazine... And it was really big. It had never happened before. And um, she took creative control of the magazine for the first time, like, over her photos, over the interview. Like, it was just her space, and Vogue was going to publish it. And Anna Wintour wrote an op-ed in the New York Times, basically saying how important it is for black people to tell their stories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And Andre Leon Talley was like, that's kind of bullshit. Like, you're not the person who should be writing this article about how important it is. Because apparently, Anna Wintour is British. And he, he Andre Leon Talley also talked about how she's really tied to like colonialism. So she's really problematic in that way. But basically he said, people who are non-black will never see the world through black eyes. And more specifically, I've found recently in a lot of my conversations with non-black people and non-black women that um, no one will ever see the world through a black woman's lens and they'll never understand. And this podcast is that space for black women to understand and feel seen, particularly darker skinned black women too, because I could talk to so many people and they could never even scratch on the surface of what it would be like to live in my shoes. They can't even fathom. And... I don't really give a fuck in this space is to not give a fuck period so yeah this space is really to center black women and black women's experiences because no one gets it and i like really tired of having to explain it but welcome Haley. Um, <laughs> and on that note so today, today we're going to be talking about um musical related items like fuck Lin-Manuel Miranda which say that three say it three times fast say Lin-Manuel Miranda three times fast Lin-Manuel Miranda oh wow <laughs> that's not what they it's call him L-M-M. Lin-Manuel Miranda Lin-Manuel Miranda it's hard Lin-Manuel as fuck Miranda because you really need to emphasize Manuel Lin-Manuel yeah Miranda, Manuel. Lin-Manuel Miranda Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah you have to really say it like anyways so fuck him and um we'll be also talking about why June Girls is the best yeah, forget the rest. And yeah, literally. Um, and then but we're first going to start talking about Euphoria. So I promised a Euphoria review every week because, and I'm going to, I have ranges of acting. Like, 
I'm, I know, I know, who's a really bad black actress? Like, like, not Zendaya, but like, who's really bad? Bad, bad, bad. Um, yeah, like bad. Honestly, like, I have a hard time. Well, okay. Well, mm, 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 I'm not gonna say the name that first popped into my head. Wait, say it, say it. I was gonna say like Beyonce, but like I feel like that doesn't even Don't count. Do my sis. I know, Don't do I my love sis. her, so that's why I was like, I'm not saying. We're that. not. She's in Dreamgirls. <laughs> no, that's How could why you I dare. Like, like I can't say that. she was good in Dream. She if was. you will give her nothing she else, did. it's Dreamgirls. She ate Dreamgirls. I give her everything though. She has all my money. Honestly, where'd all my money? And she was good in Fighting Temptations. Yeah, she was. Right? Like. She's, she's Haley's a Carmen, hater. Carmen the opera? Carmen the hip opera from no. MTV. Okay, I didn't watch that, so I can't even speak on that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Who's a bad black bad a bad black actress? They don't let I, many I, of us I can't name. I can't even saying. name one. Like, That's crazy. Through, so who's so. a bad white actress? Um, okay, a bad white actress. There's lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I love that it. we're just like, okay, we're like, there's tons, but like no names. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking of all these faces at once. I, can't I know me too. To like I can't, I can't either. Because like I think of some, but I'm like, no, they kind of can eat. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I literally Googled bad white actress and got nothing. I'm just going to Google like bad actresses. Jennifer Lopez. No, we're not even going to go to race. Yeah, don't don't go there. Our, sca- our scale is going to be from Jennifer Lopez to Viola Davis of how good Zendaya can act in each episode. That is my scale yeah. right there. And if you know how I feel about Jennifer Lopez, you know I think she's talented, talentless. She's <laughs> not talented. <laughs> and I don't think she can act. Only movie she has is Selena. Yeah, Wait, so. I looked up the list of bad actresses, and like the, one of the names of the list is Denise Richards. Who? Denise Richards, like Ala Ross in oh. Beverly Hills. I'm not gonna come for her. I like, know. That's, mean. that's why I don't even know why she's on the list. This list is ma- they bad. They said Lindsay. They said Lindsay Lohan was bad. What? What planet are you living on? Yeah, because Freaky Lohan Friday. Anything she kills. parent trap. The bitch was playing like she. Had I a real thought sister. she had a twin sister for like a significant Forever. portion of my life. Like I was like, oh yeah, like Forever. her and her twin sister. Right. So we just go stick with Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez is also on this list. So. We're starting over. Okay. So we're going to be reviewing you. I was supposed to be reviewing Euphoria, and I was like, okay, I have Haley on as a guest. And so I'm going to be rating it from Jennifer Lopez, like Jennifer Lopez to Viola Davis. Like Jennifer Lopez being one, awful. Viola Viola Davis being five, great. Um, And maybe I'll figure out some actors in between um, as to how she did. So let's get into the first episode. What were your thoughts on the first episode? It was very, I was very stressed out. Like, I was really on the edge. I will say, like, as much as, like, Euphoria is definitely not my favorite show, I do like the character Fez. I think that that's a compelling character. Like, you know, like, I'm into the storyline there. But I don't know. Like, to me, just the concept of the show doesn't make sense. It takes me a solid 20 minutes every episode to even get into it. Like, like, why, why is this happening? The part that was throwing me was they were playing all these throwback songs. Yeah. I'm like, this in this if this is high schoolers in 2022, yeah. they're not listening to this at parties. Like, stop playing I games. Was like, also so this is reminiscent that. of the tens and the the zero zero age. Like, that's not what they're playing. And then it made me mad too. So I'm like, okay, so you have a bunch of white kids about to fucking start listening to back that ass up. It don't even have a cultural understanding of what back that ass up means. Okay. Yeah, that's so true. Then they just don't ever address it. That's super problematic. Mm-hmm 
fucking it's so problematic the way that they just like you're not bumping biggie and all this shit like you're not bumping out a party like stop playing crackhead games like no and apparently and this is a white people basically it's a white school too in the suburbs no this is not the playlist i get that it works for the movie but or the the show vibe but it doesn't work it's all stupid and in the same breath people want to say okay people say euphoria is realistic and i can agree to some capacity it is realistic but I don't think this is what we should be showing kids. I still err on that side. Like I, do I don't think, because like people are talking about how they've relapsed after watching this show. Like, and I'm like, so so something like this be on TV, and then people in the like, well, just don't watch it. And I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, that's that argument. Sick of it. The argument where people are just like, oh well, you know, uh, it's not made for kids. We don't advertise to kids. It's supposed to be for adults. I'm like, but it's you're about it's advertised high for high schoolers, <laughs> right? So what, what do you think is going to fucking about? happen? Um. Okay, on to Zendaya's acting. I do, I don't think she acts. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I will give her a three for this episode because I'm really walking into this. I want her to prove me wrong. Because yeah. I was having this conversation with someone like and saying how Sweetie's only where she is because she's pretty. And then I said the same thing about Zendaya and they couldn't believe like I was feeling that way about Zendaya as I did Sweetie. I'm like, how are they not the same? Literally, yeah. they're the same cases in two separate fields. Like, but Sweetie's just exponentially worse. <laughs> Sweeney's wild. Sweeney, I don't know. She can act with her eyes a bit, I guess. Name one good thing she was in that's acting. Seriously. I don't know. I honestly don't know what she did before Euphoria. <laughs> I don't know anything. Oh, she did Malcolm and Marie. <gasps> Which, that shit was awful. Like, damn, I never seen something worse. <laughs> that was bad. The silence on my end was literally because I was remembering. Leah and I watched that, and... um wow that was bad i just didn't get it and i also don't agree with sam levinson the one who who does euphoria i feel like euphoria is definitely more his speed than like doing something about race yeah why did he do that like, we reviews. for sure have I'm had like, this conversation i don't care we're gonna have it again right now why was that happening he said oh i wanted to give a take of what it means to be uh um like black and in art and seeking valid and i'm like you're not the voice to get that story though like you're white okay like that doesn't track boo you can't that's not for you you. and it's super crazy because zendaya like really thought she was gonna get an oscar out of that she really did and i think so did john david washington like i think they really like they really did like I think wow. they sh- for sure did. I feel like the hype I'm, before. I'm speechless. Remember the hype before that movie? Like that was like, a were looking at the trailer, and I'm like, I'm speechless. They really thought like how apparently I need. I'm so mad. I miss House of Gucci in theater because apparently Lady Gaga thought she was gonna get an Oscar for that shit, and everyone was like, "It's so bad." I know. I need to watch it still because I, I, I like believed her when she was like, "This is gonna be my Oscar making role." I was like, "Okay, girl, you came close." No, 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 no. <laughs> She was close with the Star is Born and Bradley Cooper low-key carried. Like he it, carried. She did. No, he was so good at a Star is Born. That is a good actor. That's the skill we should be using. Bradley Cooper in a Star is Born was iconic. Right, like it was I, I watched it again, still felt all the emotions. And I will give her her singing parts because she did body those. But uh, Bradley Cooper, he fucking carried that he movie. Like carried period. that. Like carried it, carried it, carried it. And he, he changed the so way he spoke and Yeah, he didn't even look like himself. It no, was like what? shocking and jarring and all of the above. Like I fully believed his storyline. And he so was So she directing? deserved to be get out of here. Oh, period. That's actually iconic. So he deserved, like they deserve an Oscar nom for that. Yeah. But when you think that you're gonna get an Oscar for something, you're probably not. Because you're overhyping yourself. Yeah, you're way too you're way overdoing it. 
So anyways, yeah, I don't know. Um, it was just a hot mess. Like, I, I could get on the granular things about Euphoria, which that's for another time and place. Because, But the storyline, like, let's just speak to the mechanics of it. The storylines are like, what the fuck? Um, I don't think you should be teaching people that you could take Adderall or something to fucking spike back up your heart rate. Like, that's crazy yeah, what? as fuck. Like, what? <laughs> Right. Yeah, either like, like um, pick a pick a pick a struggle. Like you're either trying to accurately depray drug addiction in teens, or it's just for like shits and giggles. In which case, that's weird. Like that's it's low key shits and giggles. It's problematic. Uh, yeah. Bad. You know, I like Angus Angus Cloud because he said in an interview he think as a white person growing up in to white you're born racist and you have to fight every day not to be because it's he said it's just like muscle memory. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. something that just happens. And I was like, finally, like. And he goes, he said the first stage is acceptance. And I was like, period king. Like yeah. you super got a fan now because your, your take on um, whiteness in America is pretty accurate. Yeah. For real. I said accurate incorrectly on purpose. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to pop into the musical part of our, our episode, which I'm super excited for. Haley is a super musical geek. Like she goes to it's Broadway, bad, like y'all. that type of musical geek. I see the movie adaptions and can respect the soundtrack yeah my addiction is really bad it totally makes me a nerd i know way too much about it um it's a bunch of useless information but if i'm ever on jeopardy and there's a musical theater category i'll kill but that's it i'd lose the rest of it yeah okay (laughs) accurate (laughs) accurate Okay, so we're going to first step into Glee. The reason I want to talk about Glee is because, like I said, I'm a TikTok girly now. And the River Deep Mountain High dance. (laughs) Welcome. River Deep Mountain High has recently gone. Like, people are doing the dance. And people in the comments like, oh, my God, maybe I should watch Glee. Or the the fight when um, Quinn and Santana get into it and goes like, oh, yeah, she's a mother. Like, call her a mother because... (laughs) (laughs) talking about she used to go home to her family because she's a mother like hello hello santana but people are like oh i need to watch glee and i'm like i felt like glee was not given the respect that it deserved because even okay music songs aside and songs in, okay it was songs in. Good. it was good it was a bop it slapped honestly glee was the moment one of my favorite sequences in television history is the secrets where Leah and michelle in that like tried to belt telephone and just like got her ass kicked in the bathroom, basically vocally. That was a moment. <laughs> well, and I think it was very like so they had a rivalry between the Jewish girl and the black girl. Yeah, which is funny. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the jokes are it, distasteful, but like in the best way. <laughs> today, like that show wouldn't it wouldn't pass, but no. it was perfect for the time that it came out. Like they made trans jokes. Like it was bad. They made Down syndrome jokes. Yeah. Like it was bad. Nene Leakes was on it. Like super iconic. But, um, yeah, I think that Glee, like, is amazing. I have some of the songs in my iPod, like, on my, my music, in my music library, because they're, they're kind of better than the originals. They are. No, there's a few that are better than the originals. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, when they did Imagine for, um, Sue's sister's funeral, the Willy Wonka song. Oh, that was devastating. That was devastating as fuck. Um. so sad. It was, but honestly, like, I think I highly recommend, and- I literally rewatched Glee right before Naya Rivera passed away. It was so sad. I'm yeah. like, wow, like she's so talented. She was so talented. And she fucking, like everybody was good in Glee except Leah Michelle because she's a bitch in real life. Yeah. And she's a bitch in that show. Yeah. So honestly, she was perfectly cast. <laughs> <laughs> she was. 
She was. And you know, Ryan Murphy did Glee. And Ryan Murphy, look, he deserves his flowers because he kind of, he's he kinda did, iconic. Okay, no, Ryan Murphy is iconic. And I'm not going to lie, like 75% of the shows he does go real hard and they're really good. But if, if, you're, if your percentage is 70% yeah. out of everything he's produced, that's high as fuck. It and is. That's good. It is. It is. I mean, like, and you can even, like, go up. It's just, the only reason why I knock it down is because some seasons of American Horror Story are better than others. And sometimes I'm like, okay, Ryan, like, did you just check out these six months? Like, what the was only going one on? I like was hotel is that what's called hotel oh hotels intense yeah it's it's, Lady it's Gaga. like yeah that shit was crazy as fuck yeah i was concerned every I was confused the first every season when i watched the first season i was like this can be on television like i was like oh my god it was so stressful ryan murphy's really that bitch he is and he did pose shout out to mj rodriguez for getting her fucking yes. oscar yes yes was it yes. emmy it was emmy that, or oscar was it a golden globe she got the golden globe Bitch, so many. Shout yeah, honestly, she'll win them all. <laughs> right. Shout out to everyone. And also, fuck Billy Porter. Yeah, what's going on with that? Why is all of a sudden he just being the worst? Like, be, be, he's all, I think he's secretly always been the worst. Okay. And low-key, pray tell, isn't even the hero of the story. It was always MJ's character. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And can I be even more so now than ever? I feel like this is a safe space to say this. Black men have just been being the weakest link lately. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, fuck. Like, regardless of sexuality, I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, don't get me started on Trey songs. And, like, everyone just now being like, oh, maybe Kiki Palmer was when right. Kiki Palmer tried to She's tell you. She's been y'all. right. <laughs> and he's been weird. And he's been had sex. He's been had sexual assault allegations. Yeah. And then, you like, okay, so what really made me mad today was I was on, you know, YouTube has, like, a feed or whatever now you people can yeah, post shit yeah, and yeah. stuff weird as fuck whatever <laughs> and i was on because i was trying to find some videos to watch and they someone posted an article about how Meg the stallion or uh, and her boyfriend apparently there's a domestic violence rumor and that's why they broke up mm. and apparently he was clearing this he was like trying to clear the rumor or whatever and i have you had saw black men in the comments like oh he like she's probably big enough like and and they, she was trying to get buck with him and then he like beat her up or another one was like yeah he needs to get away from him before he gets like tory lanes and i'm like oh my what, god what 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 i hate people <laughs> specifically like, men this is really <laughs> this is really disturbing and i feel like your online behavior and your digital behavior is very indicative of who you are as a person seriously absolutely because here's the thing like I would never post anything like that online. Like, I would never say anything. Even on an anonymous account. Yeah, like, ever. But it's, it's integrity. It's what exactly. you'll do when nobody's watching. That's what I'm saying. And that's so what's like, scary. Exactly. Imagine what you would do. Like, if you're just going to, like, put your, like, put that on the internet and say it with your full chest. Put that on the internet. That's horrifying. And then on top of that, like, what if one of your mutuals saw that or a friend yeah. who had experienced domestic violence saw that? Like, that's really harmful. Like, I don't, I don't get why people... And, my whole thing is like, even if it didn't happen, it could have happened, and we don't know that. And you can't just happen. air and say that it didn't happen. No. And if you, and then if you look at women and their hesitancy to report right. on domestic violence, sexual assault, etc., why wouldn't you believe her? Like she was brave enough to come out knowing that this would be the reaction of a black woman. Like, and I'm saying, if b- people don't believe white women, what the fuck makes exactly. you think that they'll believe a black woman? Truly. Like. If a wh- white woman can go in front of the Supreme Court and call it Brett Kavanaugh and he still gets the nomination because they yeah. don't fucking believe her, nor do they give a fuck, or if Brock Turner can get released after doing no time in jail because he sexually assaulted someone, the rest do you of think that they give no a fuck about chance. black women? No. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, so that would really further make me believe what she's saying because 
I already know all the chips are stacked against her. Exactly. And it's also just people believe survivors first. Like it does not do anything for you to believe a survivor first. And then if it turns out that the allegations are false, like say, okay, well, you know, and there's such a rare, there's such yeah. a rare percentage of false allegations. No one does that. Like, let's be honest. Like that, the odds of that happening are so slim, especially when it's someone in the public eye. And it's like, also guys, let's be honest. What do you gain from calling out Trey songs? He hasn't had a hit in like five or six years. So it was so bad as I listened to a Trey song, one Trey song song, like literally the other day, because I saw yeah. it in a TikTok, and I was like, it's actually a good song. And now I'm ashamed that I gave him that, that, that four streaming cents. The, the, you didn't get four cents. <laughs> you know his numbers must be lower than that. <laughs> that Yeah. Spot, the Spotify industrial complex is something else. Yeah. <laughs> I, love calling things, <laughs> I love calling things complex. the industrial complex. <laughs> Spotify. When me, when my audio didn't work, the garage band industrial complex. <laughs> It, but it's only funny when oppressed people do it. Yeah, it's not yeah. funny when white people do it. Because yeah. what is your industrial complex? <laughs> the Starbucks industrial complex? My latte is $5. <laughs> I can't afford it. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah, anyways. Believe survivors and stop. You better stop playing on my, my sis, Meg Thee Stallion's name. It bothers me. Like, And I like it. It really turns me off when I'm talking to black men and they say that they don't believe her. So yeah, like, that's crazy because like that's something like and then I I, I I can't it weirds me out. It's scary and bad and it just which shows is that they suck, so. why I would say no one knows no one knows what it's like to see the world the world through black women's lens uh, black woman's no. lens because part of me thinks like no part of me wants to say like what we just said was simple math like it really was that, like I feel really like we didn't sense. say anything revolutionary at all like I feel like we just were talking we're repeating <laughs> statistics that we. We've read, we've studied, we understand. Like, we're repeating things that we know to be facts. Statistics that are hard and to yet, find, by the way. Like, <laughs> But when you tell somebody else this, like, a man this, they're like, it, the equation breaks down in their head. They and it. they're like that meme who can't put the equation yeah. together. Or they're like, no, any person who's not a black woman or any person who cannot empathize with black women, they don't understand. Because no. there are also people who can empathize and understand, maybe get a glimpse of what a black woman goes through or experiences in that way. But they'll never understand. And then you just have the people who refuse to understand. Like, refuse. They, they accept being dense. Yeah, it's real bad. Real, real bad. Anyways. I, everything always comes back to Mae the Stallion. But she's amazing. She's so. amazing. <laughs> okay. So we're going to be hopping to Fuck Lin-Manuel Miranda, the main segment of the podcast. And I, why I thought Haley would be great for this is because, Haley, please list off your Hamilton statistics. Oh, man. They're real cringe. <laughs> So I started listening to Hamilton when I was in high school. I loved In the Heights growing up. That was like my jam. Original Lin- cast for recording only. Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda did In the Heights. He so did, In it. the Heights. And, you know, we must give him his credit. Some of those songs slapped. And it was a good idea at the time. Now we can question some things. But, you know, he was trying. In his moment, he was trying. So Hamilton came out. And I was like 15 years old. And I was like, you know, these songs are still good. They have Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, song composition structure i was like okay some of these like go pretty hard there's like lots of people in color in the cast i was trying to get into it i knew there was something weird about it couldn't figure we're it out. not coming to the 2020 conclusion no. we're coming to how many times you've seen fucking hamilton <laughs> okay i've seen it too many times i saw it the first national tour i saw it one time then i won the lottery two more times so i've seen hamilton in person three times and then i watched it on disney plus with my family once and uh four times that's bad so four times I've seen Hamilton. Okay. I've listened to it. And I've seen Hamilton, all of zero. 
congrats honestly like bless up for you you can take that to the grave with you and brag about it for forever like true it, but i thought about watching it last night before to prep for this and i was like yeah no don't it's okay <laughs> i can explain it to you if that's why we're here together we have like girl i read brain. through the plot i read through the plot and you know i stopped because why are we telling Alexander Hamilton's life story with black people and it's brown people so as odd. the cast? It's so That's bad. why I had to, like, so I bad. couldn't even engage. So Okay, but I did thinking about this last night, Leah, and I, I think we're going to have an interesting conversation. Okay, let's get into this. Because she's going to try to justify Hamilton. I'm not going to try to no justify I'm not going to justify it, but I'm going to say some funny things. <laughs> okay, so what I want to start by is I'm not going to knock him down without lifting him up first. You, you can't just take people down without you know giving them credit unless they're white supremacists in that case they gotta go (laughs) (laughs) so i do think that women well he did moana very well like and i think he did did moana very well the soundtrack was actually written by someone who was a uh, pacific islander yeah the whole cast was consisted of people who identified as pacific islanders and somehow related to that culture etc were embedded in that culture born of that culture and i think they told the story very apropos to the pacific islander culture included in that yeah but notably he wasn't in charge of that shit (laughs) he just wasn't in charge of casting (laughs) (laughs) so he wasn't in charge of casting and sometimes I think that I think that Disney does hold you to a heavier standard. They do because I, I was going to say too. Encanto is pretty good. I I haven't watched it all yet, but I like I've watch seen it, clips. But I, people say it's really good, and I tr- I do trust the people's judgment on a solid Disney movie that can make you cry. The Latino people I talked to said bag. it was good. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, ta- so I I've trust talked that. to black people that said it's good too. So I feel like if you know what, if those Latinx people and black people say something's good, like usually holds up. Right, the black barometer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think Disney does hold you to a higher standard. And Moana was just a great story. She didn't have a love interest. She took finding her, you know, herself and her passion and her dreams, period. Mm-hmm. Love that story. Okay, so we'll give Lin-Manuel Miranda that. Now, then there's this big craze about Hamilton coming up, and I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. You know, it didn't make any sense. Um, and I especially didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It was also kind of at the same time when Slave Play came out. And I was like, you know, what's with all of these stories about slaves and enslaved peoples (laughs) and, you know, that time period? Because what is what's great about 1776? Not a lot. Right, Haley. I'm in the face. I mean, this is a podcast. Right. Um. And like Haley said, she said it three times. Hamilton has been performed all over the world. It's even been performed in front of uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. Honestly, let's be honest. They probably loved it. <laughs> Bitch, stop. I'm just saying. I think they I think they sang a song or performed with, or did some shit. Whatever. They did, I think. Probably. It's okay. Whatever. Whatever. We, they, everyone can't be perfect all the time, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. And also, Hamilton, also, why do you want to watch it? Has, it's a hip-hop musical based in 1776 with black people playing slave owners. What? But go ahead and walk us through the story, Haley. So, okay. Let's break it down by Act One and Act Two. Act- or let's let's discuss the premise <laughs> is, of the play. What's okay. the premise of the play? The premise, basically, you guys, is Alexander Hamilton. He's the guy that's on the ten dollar bill. Okay, he founded the Treasury of the United States, and 
He was a senator. He was a, he was somebody. Yeah, he was somebody. He was the treasurer of the like he yeah he wanted to be president, but then he couldn't because he cheated on his wife. It's a whole thing. That's mainly the plot and of that too. His enemy put it out in the newspaper. Yeah. and was like, it was like I'm gonna tell you that you fucking well, you well, fucking. Well, he hose. was gonna put it in the newspaper, and then Hamilton because he was an egotistical piece of oh, shit. Oh, he wrote that letter. He wrote it. He wrote it himself because he was like if he wrote I, his own I, death I, note. He did. He it's literally the notes up apology of the 1800s. Like he was like if I write it myself, like it can't hurt me. And people were like, no, it's still bad. And so he was just like <laughs> effed over. And his son died in a duel because like that was a thing where you could just shoot somebody in the streets, like face off with guns and kill each other. And it was totally normal. Even more reason for gun control present truly, day. Truly, like that's like the origin of guns, guys. It was like a duel. <laughs> um, and they were just fighting up. And that's also how he died. So he got in a duel with Aaron Burr because Aaron Burr had enough of his shit and was like, excuse me, sir. And Aaron Burr beat that ass. He did. And he killed him. Who plays Aaron Burr? Um, originally, it was Leslie Odom Jr. And he he was like, incredible. Like, he slayed and he killed. And he got the Tony and he deserved it because he was belting his face off and dancing and singing. And he worked way harder than Lin-Manuel Miranda. And he called him out because he wasn't getting his fair pay for the pro shot when they filmed it. And he like was gonna. Not Lin Manuel Miranda's doing the black man dirty no, while playing a slave that? owner. Okay, did you not know that? No, that's okay. awful. <laughs> so there's like a whole scandal. Everybody read, get out your Google machines and Google. This. I'm so basically, on my Google machine. get on there. Basically, all of the original cast of Hamilton, like when Hamilton became huge, because it, it became big because Michelle Obama and Barack Obama were like, this is the best thing we've ever seen. Which honestly, T. So that- that's. That's really why support zero presidents regardless of race. That's, I mean, the, I mean, like T, like that, the only reason why Hamilton became a phenomenon is because of the Obamas. Like they were the ones who came all the time and made it huge. So that started happening, and it got really popular really quickly, and was going to start winning like the Pulitzer Prize, and like it just like swept the world. It was for sure like a big moment, right? So as it became a big moment, the original cast was like, okay. Our images are being used in all these different interviews and press things. This cast album is going to go on and live in infamy like forever. Everyone's going to have this. Like, we need our And if coin. you love musicals, musical albums thump. Like, they suck. They make, and, they and make the bag. And they're made by, like, like, the most incredible talent. So it's, it's true. Like, if you're on a Broadway cast album, like, you should be paid residuals, especially if your For the rest show of your life. is as big as Hamilton. I've listened to musical albums that are like 60 years old. Yeah, it's true. Um, they're making money off that shit. Yeah. Like Loretta Devine, Shirley Raff, and who was the other person? Oh, oh Jennifer yeah. Holiday. They'll forever oh. make money off of their Broadway album of Dream Girl. Yeah. So usually, usually like it's divided in such a way that the cast doesn't get enough residuals or as much as they should because it mainly goes to the writers, the to the producers, to like the boardroom, right? But all the Hamilton right. cast just didn't they just said no because they were like this is being famous because we're in it right that was like the whole thing right so because they wanted the support from everyone else they went to court and were trying to get it approved to like to get residual checks and lynn fought it tooth and nail so you hear that ladies and well we hear that folks (laughs) that lynn lynn manuel miranda had a black man playing a slave owner yes, and did. didn't want to pay him multiple, proper multiple, wages in real life. And black women and women of color and ensemble people. like They have black women playing slave-owning white women. Yes. That is crazy. 
crazy. And 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 those and those cast members are why it's famous. Like you cannot deny. Like Cam- Hamilton was that big because the cast was that talented. Okay. And those people from Hamilton, I've seen them in so much acting shit. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I do want to say. Lim- maybe this is. I don't believe this now that I'm hearing everything you're saying, but <laughs> this is what he said. Although I don't believe it. He basically said that he created this cat, like he wanted a people of color cast to tell this story because he wanted to give black and brown people jobs, like acting jobs, because they don't get them on Broadway. And this was a way to help them like bolster their career. I think he kind of did that on purpose. I don't know. Here's the thing about him. But then my here's right. like, my whole thing is like you have something like in the heights where you you can tell a story that will sell in it being inclusive. Yeah. So you are capable of, you know, creating well, art that does is, that. And this is the biggest problem. I, th- I think that there's a disconnect between, like, what Hamilton was to Lin-Manuel Miranda and what it became. And again, like, this is where I kind of give the Obamas some shit about it. Because I think he just read a book. I'm not blaming book. the Obamas. <laughs> he, he read a book, like... <laughs> about Alexander that was Hamilton. written by a white person about Alexander by, Hamilton yeah. and that was that why omitted he, hella shit right but that was why he wanted to write the musical is he was reading this biography and he just thought it was a compelling story like on its face as a writer not as someone trying right. to be like a political activist or trying to do something revolutionary he just liked the story and then right. he writes as like rap musical theater that's how he writes so that was naturally what he did and then he wanted to cast his friends weird. exactly and he wanted to cast his friends and all of his friends are people of color because he's one of the few people of color on broadway and so like it just happened that way i don't think he was trying to actually make it what it's become which is like he was trying to be this revolutionary thing where anyone could put right like just say it's a story about some yeah, slave owners like, that's black what it people is. and i <laughs> i cast it the black people because i wanted to give my friends a job yeah <laughs> like, uh, like at its face honestly that's what it actually is so i think the joke's on like society who's like made it this thing but then it's like white people in theater because white people white people are the major like it was weird to me that white people were the major audience for slave play why do you want to watch this yeah, like why? what is why? enticing about this why um <laughs> so then like they have and can we just no like I'm about to go back I'm gonna go in on Lin-Manuel's writing because I have some issues to raise with you since you've seen it but okay so you have a majority of white people watching this thing it's revolutionary and it's really not, it's not. like okay you're just telling a story with some hip-hop songs about slave owners that's okay okay like we, we figure out the equation but then also why did he have Sally Hemings or is that her last name or whatever and make a little so. off joke about her like just being Sally a wife when she was uh, being raped like what the fuck yeah, honestly, so gross. And uh, there's a very interesting documentary on PBS about Hamilton, and it's like about Not PBS. <laughs> PBS is the only thing. That, honestly, PBS. I'm keeping PBS open, you guys, because they do. You're things old on head Broadway. talking about PBS. <laughs> they do things on Broadway, and I'm the only person that watches. I swear to God, it's me and like five grandparents. Which sidebar? When I went to go see West of the West Side Story, I was the youngest person in the movie theater, and it was me and like don't three tell other Haley, Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that. Okay, I won't. I was, I was. Keep really that to yourself. It was really cool. Like there was, it was the life of the party. It was just a wonderful time. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I know there's just very, it's all really weird and he never addresses it. And on the PBS documentary, they did ask a couple of the actors questions about like playing slave owners and like, I don't know. It was hearing Christopher Jackson, who played George Washington. He's also the original Benny in In the Heights and he has one of my favorite lines in musical theater. It's really pretty. Listen to In the Heights original cast off recording. Okay. But he, 
he was talking about it and he was saying like he didn't have an answer to me like he did he didn't give an answer he basically was like you know i really struggle with it it's really hard and they had like this video of him like visiting george washington's estate and like having to like walk through the slave grounds and i was like oh my god they're really gonna make this black man like face what he's doing relive his truth truly like like he like he, it's a it's literally christopher jackson who's about to like be nominated for tony for being george washington on george washington's property walking through like slave grounds and he's like and they're making him talk about it and he's just like it's really hard for me and he's like i don't really know how i reconcile it like he didn't have a response to give which to me i was like oh no <laughs> it would haunt so me bad. to my end days like you know because i've done some things in my life that make me look back and be like i can't believe i was so insecure in who yeah. i was as a black person that i let some white people trick me into doing some bullshit like this yeah I, and i feel like that honestly i feel like that was kind of the subtext <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie like i know christopher jackson loves Linda miranda i know they're friends i know that they like have a deep bond and i believe they do but i really do like feel like in that moment when pbs asked him that question he was like what am i doing here like how did i get to this moment like how did me being like a taxi cab driver in in the heights lead to the second I'm standing here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> this is bad. It's really bad. Like, yeah, it's not good, y'all. It's not good. So, I mean, don't don't believe the hype about Hamilton. That's what I'm saying. Don't believe the hype, and super don't believe the hype because if this happened to me, what I'm about to say, I would not feel safe resting in this Mm-mm. in this realm of life. Toni Morrison, in her death, supported a play to talk about how Hamilton is a bunch of bullshit by Ishmael Reed, and it's called The Hauntings of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, The (laughs) Hauntings. And basically, the whole play is, like, roasting him, and basically, I'm going to see, let me find the, um, I can't, I cannot find the the synopsis but it's bad like bad. Oh, here it is here it is it basically says um it, it portrays the character miranda as a kind of victim at one point a ghost attempts to remind him that he too is a worker a cog producing a 600 percent return for his investors who are the actual villains <laughs> and miranda begins to see the light when the ghost of alexander hamilton appears and proves to be a craven and openly racist man and then he recognizes like oh shit it's not a good idea big yikes that, if, if, if someone wrote any a play like that about me, I would cry myself. If to a sleep. black person, I would cry. if I'm a non-black person and a black person, and that Toni Morrison support that black person, not any to black person, like, this, <laughs> yeah, like I would just be, not just another black person. Toni Morrison supported this black person to write this play about me. I couldn't feel comfortable resting in this lifetime. No, I'd be so upset. Like I would, I'd be horribly hurt. And like I said, I just, for me, like, that was a big turning point for me was when I found out that he wasn't going to support them getting all their residuals. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you really just care about your coin. Like, that's the end of that. But that's really what it is. Yeah, it is. You become one of the, but apparently his parents are rich, too. And and then they were like, what the fuck do you know about the Heights? Yeah, people. Yeah. Which I think I had always kind of known a little bit because, like, I was, again, musical theater nerd here. So I feel like I knew a lot about in the Heights. And I knew that at some points he had said, like, that it wasn't that he was born and raised in the Heights. It was he that used to he go there and visit the as a visitor. Yeah. Big yikes, Something's everybody. not right. Something and isn't then, adding up. Light. Right. Okay, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, oh, but you know what else I have to kind of give him credit for a little bit right in this moment? For, only for the next... Credit stops. Maybe for... No, we're not talking about... You can save Tick, Tick, Boom for last. We're not talking about that right now. Okay, good. Save it for last. <laughs> save it for last. Because we're about to get more into Hamilton and the hype, and then maybe you can, we'll compliment Sandwich. Okay, we'll compliment Sandwich. Okay, let's get his ass for now, though. Because, like, but truly... Let's get in that ass. Because, Lauren, so what do you, what think are you about, doing? <laughs> somebody wrote a op-ed, and they said, Hamilton is the ugliest form of minstrelsy, a remake of the violent colonization and the anti-blackness upon which this country was built as a neoliberal bit of pageantry. And since he's only one song structure he can write for, <laughs> okay, his desire to, <laughs> to turn black and Afro-Latinx identity into a grotesque sheck and jive Ooh. is undermined in that he can only write for jive over and over and while forcing his audience to imagine and worship the shuck and happily so. Oof. That How review again, that? a review that would make me cry myself to sleep. If I was non-black and a black person took the time out of their day to publish an op-ed <laughs> about me, I would look in the mirror and say, "Something is not right. Something is really <laughs> something's <laughs> not right. Really wrong. wrong. And I can't <laughs> back where they belong." <laughs> Stop. Okay. Um. Okay, also what I'm going to say is as a musical theater nerd, I feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda is a prime example of, like, we shouldn't have rights. Like, like I don't know. Like, I feel like he... Because he's theater like, people taking a step too that's far. Exactly. Like, they blur, exactly. They blur the line between <laughs> art and this is not right. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I really... and for better or for worse because i think this makes it worse but like maybe it's better i don't know depending on who you ask but like i genuinely do not think he thought of it in that way like that, you know what i'm saying like i don't think he maliciously at all was like oh yeah but like that's the whole problem with racism saying. in general yeah. is like because you don't live life as a black person you never know when you're crossing the line no. And you have to actively work to fight it every day. And if you're not working to fight it every day, you're going to lapse in judgment, clearly. Clearly. And make something like Hamilton. Clearly. Clearly. Otherwise, your big, big Pulitzer Prize winning piece will be Hamilton. (laughs) That's sad. Which, like, ultimately, like, okay, live in that moment. But just know, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, People are gonna be looking at you like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, I feel like in thirty years, like it's people are gonna be like, why do people like this? Like, <laughs> and we're gonna have to be like, ah, uh, we don't know. Like, I'm present day. Like, what's the, what's the hoopla? Yeah, and I also thought it was really weird. Even back then, I didn't like the way that Hamilton was advertised as it's like this amazing thing. Like, it was very neoliberal in the way it was advertised. Like, it was advertised as something that was like oh you know black people enjoy it because it's hip-hop and jazz and like all these things and white people can come and like for the once in a life like white people sing along to rap music and i'm like that's not why it should be praised that like you know what i mean like, like that's stupid it's kind of what i don't know it's like Kristen cinema saying honor thank god for Do- martin, L- martin luther king day and then actively supporting a filibuster to say fuck your voting rights yeah because y'all let Joe Biden be president. It just doesn't equate. It doesn't, it's not it's congruent. It's not congruent at all. It's also like, I can't believe they're still, after all this time, like low-key scared of Joe Biden and mad that Joe Biden got in. Like he hasn't done anything. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's another episode or another time. <laughs> I'm just We're not here to talk about politics because I've been thinking about, I'm like, this shit is dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, yeah, I think Hamilton like super, super, super mixes the mark. And they also talk about how it's an idea of mo- this new idea of like neoliberal multiculturalism. Yeah. 
And it's not. No, it's, like, I hate the word multicultural when it's not used appropriately. Like, multicultural is, is forget that we're anti, like, this new version of multicultural is forget that we're anti-black. Yeah. We're all about diversity, even though the systems in place are anti-black, anti-indigenous, uh, and uh, white supremacy. Yeah. And it's also bad because it's, I, it's hard because, like, sometimes I go, like, was there a way he could have done this and made it less problematic? No. And I don't think there was. Because he even... The most, the least problematic way was to just... Uh, not write it. Uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say get a white cast. Yeah, but that's problematic by itself, which... Which is problematic, but it's so... Tra- the tra- it's such a traditional problematic problem. It would have been way... Be- it's like... I would have preferred, it's like sometimes when people put black people in shit, I was like, I would just prefer if you just casted (laughs) white people because what you did was so bad that it's even worse. Yeah, yeah, concur. It's like, because he even has, I think there's two songs that try to mention slavery and they, it's so grotesque. Okay, what's the the song? It's bad. I'm scared as fuck. Honestly, Leah, like, you're going to vomit. No, we're going to read it. I know, I know. Let me, let me, I think it's, is it Cabinet Battle? The one that like really dives into, I think it's Cabinet Battle 2, which is one where he talks about slave labor. It's either Cabinet Battle 1 or 2. Slave labor. But you're honestly not going to get how bad it is from just listening to it. Or not from like reading it. Like you, like after this podcast, you have to listen to it. If you guys haven't listened to this, you should listen to it and cringe. It's 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 cabinet battle two. I think it might be cabinet battle one. Okay, because I'm not seeing anything slave. No, okay, cabinet battle one. It's cabinet battle one. It's okay. And you okay? okay you have to okay. You you have to try and imagine. I'm gonna listen to it after. It's half half of it is so. This is like a scene in the a second act from a slaver. Hey neighbor, <laughs> stop. So this is Alexander Hamilton speaking to Thomas Jefferson in a quote cabinet battle. So like this is them debating or whatever on like the house in Monticello. And Monticello is like Thomas Jefferson's slave capital quarters. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda is going to hell. Yeah. Okay. So Seriously. okay. So we stopped reading it because she was shook to the core. Is it? I'll try, okay. Let me try and get to it, and I'll say like who's saying what. Okay. Um. So, so this is Jefferson saying this. Start with start with. Would you like to join us? Okay. Not <laughs> because I'm, I'm going to give the background of what he's responding to. So Jefferson says, "Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals. We shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words. Enterprising men quote them. Don't act surprised, you guys, because I wrote them." And then, but Hamilton forgets his plan would have the government assume states' debts. Now place your bets as to who that benefits, the very seat of government where Hamilton sits. If this shoe fits where, if New York's in debt, why should Virginia bear it? Our debts are paid, I'm afraid. Don't tax the South because we got it made in the shade. Yes, because I, 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 it's too cringy. Honestly, I can't. Because Yeah, give us a dramatic reading. You're reading too fast. Okay. I'll go. Come on. Let the people feel the fantasy. Feel. You've seen it four times. I have. Okay. So this is Jefferson, everyone. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, no, no, no. Read slow from where you, you finish. Don't tax the South because we got it made in the shade. In Virginia, we plant seeds in the ground. We create. You just want to move our money around. This financial plan is an outrageous demand, and it's too many damn pages for any man to understand. Stand with me in the land of the free and pray to God we never see Hamilton's candidacy. Look, when Britain taxed our tea, we got frisky. Imagine what's going to happen when you try to tax our whiskey. Okay, so that's what Jefferson says, you guys, which is, I'm not going to dissect that yet. <laughs> so this is Hamilton. But what's crazy is how this, it's just racist in its form that it's hip hop and he's talking about this. Yeah, so you have to imagine, if you guys know what David Diggs looks like, imagine David Diggs in a purple costume saying this. Okay. <laughs> 
He had David Diggs playing Thomas Jefferson. Yes. So so David Diggs doubles in the first in the first act. He plays Marquis de Lafayette, and the second act he plays Thomas Jefferson. That's ghetto. Wild. Okay. And then this is <laughs> so this is Alexander Hamilton, and this is Lin Manuel Miranda, wearing a crazy hair crazy hair in this <laughs> and he says did it look like white hair or like it's, was he it's like he grew his hair out to have it be longer so in the oh, first act he puts about. it in a ponytail and then the second act to and like show the really passage awful. of time he lets it down and he like it's all yeah whatever so okay. he says so Alexander Hamilton says Thomas that was a real nice declaration welcome to the present you- we're running a real nation would you like to join us or stay mellow doing whatever the hell it is Question. you do in Monticello are you doing this on beat? Kind of, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, do it on beat like Hamilton. So you... the girls can feel the fantasy. <laughs> this is for sure copyright. Like, we're going to get blacked. <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not. Okay. There's no music. Okay. If we assume the debts, the union gets a new line of credit, a financial diuretic, how do you not get it? If we're aggressive and competitive, the union gets a boost, you'd rather give it a sedative? A civics lesson from a slaver, hey neighbor, your debts are paid because you don't pay for labor. We plant seeds in the south. We create, yeah, keep ranting. We know who's really doing the planting. <laughs> My ancestors are rolling over in their graves. They are rolling in their graves. And I also, like, the context in the show of this is just imagine, like, a background of ensemble people, like, acting like this is... So this is supposed to mimic a rap battle. And you know musicals are super... Oh, it's a like mimics a rap battle. So, like, you have to also imagine That's in the background, there's racist. people going, oh... <laughs> Ghetto, like that's bad, Haley. That's really bad. bad. (laughs) And you went to go see this shit four times. Yeah, I won the lottery. And in my defense, two times I only had to pay five dollars, and I was like, (laughs) okay, yeah, bitch. I still went. Time spent. I did. Time spent. My two hours. I think I went too because I wanted to see like uh, the different hours. You spent eight hours watching Hamilton. It's probably more than that because it's too long of a show. Also, he could have cut some things. It's a long ass show. (laughs) Okay. Well. This is bad. Like, it's objectively I, yeah, I bad. It's like bad. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Um. So we have ten minutes left. I'm gonna quickly read off some facts about each one of these. <laughs> I characters, have to just say like, though, in real life. the silence of like that moment. Like, I felt like that was like a heavy moment. <laughs> we weighted <laughs> that moment down. We said, "Reflect on this. Reflect on what you've just heard." <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> it's bad. This is just as bad, bad as you've ever thought it is, everyone. That and is. That's why musical theater people need to be stripped of it's their true. rights. Haley's right. I am right. <laughs> I am right because be- I'm even as a musical theater person. Like, why do we have rights? We shouldn't be allowed to make things. Or if we make things, right. they should have to go through like 30 non-musical theater people before they get anywhere. Like some regular, regular, schmegular people. <laughs> So you can just go, what out. is this? <laughs> right, like, this is not good. So, so just make some quick facts about each one of the characters. So, first, Alexander Hamilton, even if you Google it and it said he wasn't a slave owner, he was a slave owner. That's a lie. Like, he owned slaves. Um, he also was anti-immigration. That's super fucked up. Um, and he wasn't, um, he wasn't an abolitionist. He was something else. Like, he believed that people could get their rights yeah, at a certain time. 
Um, he was also elitist as fuck, so he didn't give a fuck about normal people. You guys, like, and- imagine this. He was the tr- he's the original Treasury Secretary. So what that means, everyone, is he made <laughs> capitalism. Like he made United States capitalism. He's the inventor of that. Right. Oh, he was a he was a manumissioner, which meant you involved voluntary release by enslavers, so people could choose to keep their slaves or they could let their enslaved people go. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you had Aaron Burr. He was a slave. He was also Thomas Jefferson's vice president, slave owner. Uh, Hercules Mulligan, he was a slave owner. And he owned a slave in the play named Cato. Or I don't know if he was in the play, but in real life, he owned a slave named Cato. Yes, not in play at all, for sure. I mean, they acknowledge that he was a slave owner, but in a weird way, like what you just heard. (laughs) Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner. He had over 600 slaves in Monticello. Um, He said he didn't believe in, but he said he didn't believe in slavery, which... Okay. And he believed in gradual emancipation, which means letting people go. Then you have Sally Hemings, which was, he, she was enslaved by him, and she had actual kids by him, who their descendants live to this fucking day. Oh, my God. Like, this is awful. I'm going ta- to put all these resources about these slave owners so you can learn about how awful they are. And this is what Lin-Manuel made a, he made a play about. Yep, and he thought that it was really good. And white people thought so, too. Um, and this is last thing, and then we can give two minutes to Tick, Tick, Boom, and then we'll spend the last five minutes discussing Dream Girls. Yes. Um, they also talk about this idea of mixing this new, this new found wanting to be inclusive and have diversity with colonialism and slavery, which is the exact example of neoliberalism. Like, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. And... You, you guys, like, also don't take this as, like, we're not saying that you should do color-conscious casting, but there's a difference between color-conscious casting and color-blind casting. Hamilton is color-blind, and it's not cute. Like, you should look at what you're casting and why and how, but it's, you it's know, just supposed to be color-conscious. Yeah, because... like, color-conscious. Because there are some roles that are normally played by white people on Broadway that it, like, is no that can problem be that by... a person of color plays. Right. But there's like for... lots where it doesn't for matter. For example... I don't know why I'm getting this from Chris Rock, but I I watched <laughs> ten minutes of like the the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable talk or whatever, oh, yeah. whatever it is, and he talked about how when you have a directors and people working with black characters, you can just tell that that person does not give a fuck about that black character yeah. and how to tailor their story to a black person and how to make it be like the most empathetic. Because you, you notice that white characters, you can get all versions of who they are: their empathetic side, their villain yep. side. They're every facet of emotion that they face, but black characters are very one-sided. What are those called? Static characters? What is it? Yeah, Oil like, characters? yeah, station. What, I don't know. Something. Something. Like, not good fucking They're characters. They're badly, ultimately. poorly written. Like, I don't know. And not developed, and their story's not tailored to fit an actual experience of a black person, They don't, and they have no care towards that character because it's not their experience, and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what he's doing here. It is. It's it's just, like, he wrote, he read I a like book. Because I there's a way... There's a way to give your friends yeah. a meaningful, like to give them jobs, but tell a meaningful yeah, story. Yeah, right in the and Heights 2.0. <laughs> right at the, it, like fucking Harlem, Har- in Harlem, I don't fucking know. Like there could have been such a meaningful way to tell that story. Because he is talented. And, so like, that's the thing that's also annoying. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, like he doesn't you're laugh. you're good at like making music and you're good at writing lyrics that, like, like, I don't understand why this had to be the thing you did. And it's also annoying because now he thinks that he's good at this because he got so much praise for it. Thank you again, Michelle and Barack. I do love you too. When you're getting, but I just, I just want you. When guys you're getting to look praised by the masses, when you're getting praised by the masses, and you look at who is the consumer of that, yeah. 
that's what I would be like. I don't know if I'm necessarily tailoring to the right people. Yeah. Or the right people that this story is telling. Yeah. Because everybody has an audience. And if my story is a black story and black people are not majority of the audience, something's wrong. Because he could have told a story that was meaningful to black people and he would have had black people in his audience. He could have. Getting black people out to theater. Yeah. Wow. What a feat. And that's an accomplishment. Yeah. But he didn't do that. Like, he, he put out some bullshit and he got rewarded with bullshit. Yep. So... That's really why it's fuck Lynn Manuel. Now you can talk about his tick tick boom shit. Okay, the last thing we just have to say, guys, is that he did do a good job <laughs> directing tick tick boom, and I just think that that's a that's a feat because I used to love tick tick boom. But it's not just him. It's, it's not, not just him. him. Andrew, Garfield Andrew Garfield killed that role, right? And also Jonathan Larson, who's the king of all kings. He wrote Rent, and he passed away tragically. Five thousand twenty five yes. six hundred million. And Rent slaps. And if someone tries to write a Rent about COVID nineteen, I'm gonna kill them. That's the next Luna Miranda. Whoever is doing that, and I'm sure somebody will. But like, if you try, what to if they call it eviction? <laughs> Loan sharks. <laughs> Done. Well, then, well, we just gave you the next idea. Yeah, for your we next did. Guy. He'll do it too. <laughs> but like that music was really good, and Tick Tick Boom was really good, and Lynn made that happen because Lynn saw the value in it, and he saw the value for like young storytellers and writers. Like so, g- but honestly, Lynn, like do things like that. I don't know. Just maybe reflect no because you need to make your money off of the backs of black people and then you can go ahead and be inclusive and fun and just telling stories to tell stories (laughs) and now we're back at right (laughs) anyways yeah i guess congrats on tick tick boom congrats andrew garfield okay can you just be two minutes late to your next meeting? I literally don't care if I miss it. So let's just keep talking period okay let's fucking go so now we don't have a time restriction on how great we are dream girls. Dream girls will never win. And we're under an hour. I love this for us. And we have to edit out some of this, so that's fine. Yeah, like, we're doing great. Yes. We're doing great. Okay, so we're, ta- we're here after we've bashed Lin-Man and Miranda. We're doing, we're doing musicals and musical TV shows. And don't act doing? like I will not come back to talk more about this, because also, Leah, I have a TV show recommendation for you that what we'll get it? into later. Oh, never mind. Okay. We'll get into it right now. <laughs> you okay, need go, to watch right Smash. Now. It's like a musical theater nerd. I've heard about it. I've heard okay. about it. So it's it's Glee, but for musical theater nerds, and I'm not going to lie to you, it's way campier, way worse writing, and the best way possible. Like, the acting is way worse, but it's, like, so campy and so good. It. It's, like, exactly what you want as a musical theater nerd. It has, like, all these Broadway performers and actors in it, and, like, it's just insane and wild, and the characters are so effed up. I watch Smashville. I'll watch Smash. You will like Smash. I actually genuinely think you'll like it, because you will hate the characters, but you also love them, and you'll be like, what am I watching? It's also only two That's seasons. how I feel about all of Real Housewives. That's what I'm saying. So I think you'll really like it. So that's my recommendation for you, and then we'll do a Smash recap, and we'll talk about some wild things that happened in Smash. Love that. Okay. Can I, we have a really super caveat because you didn't respond in my group, my message with Dr. Griffin, and I needed your opinion on this. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have to go on tangent about this. This is just, fi- y'all, this is just five minutes because yeah, this is a, we're, this in, is a, a we're in a group chat with our prof- five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in a, we're, we're in a group chat with our professor and me and Haley, and we're all Housewives fanatics. And there's just this girl who I think that she's treated how she is because of colorism, but I don't know. And I feel crazy. Like, do you think? It's because, like, I know that they're all awful. So like, it can't be because she's awful because they're all awful. They all say really awful things. But they treat her like it's a bunch of lighter-skinned women just bullying this darker-skinned girl, and it really bothers me. Yeah, I go back and forth. Like, Candace I- is problematic. Like, don't get me wrong. But 
Ashley has done and said it pro- like she, Ashley's the most problematic person. Yeah, I agree. She literally said to a, gr- a housewife, "That's why you got you drunk in a car crash and you had a miscarriage." Yeah, that's horrible. That was so bad. Um, yeah, Ashley's the worst. I really don't like Ashley. I I go back and forth on Candace. Sometimes here's my own thing about Candace. I just feel like she never takes any sort of accountability ever. Like, and but that's she do. Sad. She be saying like, "I know what I said was fucked up, but don't fuck with me." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, in the poster of accountability. I don't know. I just feel like people are tired of her shit. I don't know. I think that people but were understanding of her last of, year. Like, I feel like it was people were understanding of her last year because she got her ass beat. But like when she started pulling the same shit again, I feel like people. That's why people like got off the. Okay, train. but like they love Ramona. I know it's true. Okay, and Ramona for everybody else, she's super Mac as fuck. Like. She She's has said the most awful things on TV, and she voted for Trump, and she was hanging out with Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, in She's the like deep stuff. COVID times. Deep COVID times, like like original when quarantine. Was, when those bitches were thinking about fucking a uh, horse tranquilizer originally. Yeah. <laughs> what time to be alive? Um, like, so like, that's not fair. I'm like, if we put it in context, she's no worse than anybody else. I just feel like it's because of what she looks like. If she looked like Ashley, she would be treated like Ashley. Because Ashley said and done some really fucked up things. Remember how she came for Katie? Yeah, she did come for Katie. I feel like maybe, maybe she would. It's hard for me to tell. Because I feel like last year people tried to have her back. But then she just sucked again. But I don't know. I think you're right. I think overall you're probably right, though. But there, did you, have you caught up on Salt Lake? No, I need to catch up. Is it really good? Bitch, it's crazy as fuck. I know. Fuck. I really like, want to see. I've never seen. I've never seen a franchise like this. <laughs> I've never. In all my days, I've never once. <laughs> and I've watched almost every yeah, franchise and season of Housewives, and I've never seen anything like this before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. No. Okay, let's hop to. We're doing Dream, Dream Girls. Girls. We're doing Dream Girls. Okay, we're we're doing okay. it. So. Oh, I, I said I, ha- I put this in my notes. I have a public service announcement. If you don't have access to Dreamgirls, let me know. Like, text me or uh, DM me your iCloud, and I will share my my iCloud movies with you, and oh. you can watch Dreamgirls because everybody needs access to this movie. Yeah, it's true. It's like a for your own mental health, for your personal it's like growth, in the bla- for your It should be the black lexicon. It- is it not? In my mind, it is, but I guess, again, it is musical in my mind, finger but- nerd. <laughs> And I can only imagine, like, the original with Jennifer Loretta and Cheryl would, like, be... Yeah. I wish, like, I could have been allowed okay. to see that because well, I better I will say, Leah... Because all the songs in the play are in the movie. They are. And and they they just recently did it on the West End in London, and it was supposed to come here, like, like to Broadway, but COVID, like, shut everything down, so I have no idea what's going I on with that. To, I would have I will go. We, if it, thank if you for telling it, me. Leah, we're going. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm I, going to see we'll Dreamgirls. I'm going to... So, I've never been to Broadway, so but I'm going to Broadway. You should listen to... They have a cast recording that they recorded live. Like, they recorded the show awesome. happening live, and it's so good. And everyone's so good. And know what? Who was in it is fucking Amber Riley. Period. She won an Olivia Award. And Amber Riley was in Glee. Yeah, that's real bitches. Yeah, yeah. I just I was hoping you all knew that. (laughs) No, I'm going to I'm going to Broadway when Broadway opens back up, and I'm going to go see Dream Girls. Yeah, that's the story. Okay, that's the tea. So, we're just gonna give you a quick synopsis. Um, so basically the movie follows three girls and the group Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson, Anika Nani Rose, all icons, all, all legends, icons. Anika Nani Rose everything. is Tiana in Princess and the Frog, everyone. She also was in power. Yes. She's also Broadway <laughs> legend. 
She's Period. a phenomenal singer. And she was also in for Color Girls, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're trying to make it big, and then they meet a con man who presents himself to be a well, well-managed, produced manager, whatever. It's Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Fox. And then who they get, he gets him a gig as backup singers to the local artist, Jimmy Early. And then Curtis, who's Jimmy Fox, ends up taking Jimmy Early to the Jimmy Early's leagues. Eddie Murphy, one Eddie of his Murphy. best roles in history of the world. Everybody, 18 minutes in, I had already come to the conclusion that everybody deserved an Oscar. It's everybody so true. Everybody deserved the highest <laughs> honor so of true. acting. Because you know, so I've gone to the stage now in my movie critique stage where when I can see people acting, like I can see you acting. Yeah. Like I can see you acting. I can see your hours versus... of work that went into this in front of the mirror. <laughs> like I know that you worked your ass off. Right. But this, I'm feeling I'm feeling everything they have to offer. I'm engaged. It's like so I good. got myself speaking to the movie. Because Jennifer Hudson or Beyonce told Jennifer Hudson's character that she needs to be a little bit more demure and not say what she wants and be a little bit more mm, like whatever. <laughs> and Jennifer Hudson was like, why, girl? Like, this is real. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. Period. Yep. Going to let the light shine on me. That That's basically what she In <laughs> not so many words, that's what she said. Yep. And I was like, I'm, I believe you. I believe everything that yeah. you're selling here. And it was just such a time for Jennifer Hudson and her career and like her growing after American Idol and just getting her flowers. Ah, queen. And um, they talked about so many things. Like they discussed payola with stepping to the bad side. Yeah. Gonna take a me ride. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> My hands gone way long. Those that pay. Step into the bad side today. today. Iconic. Iconic. Like, and they're, basically what happened was they had put out this song, Cadillac Car. I got me a Cadillac, Cadillac Car. Yeah. Look at me, Mr. I Amistad. got me Cadillac, 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 Cadillac. <laughs> and basically a white group ended up stealing it. Like how, imagine like the Beach Boys sound. It's Rory O'Malley, all theater, musical theater nerds out there from, <laughs> from Book of Mormon. He's Not a cameo. Speaking. Not her speaking to her, her, her right tribe, people. Her people. There's like one other listener who's like, oh yes, Rory O'Malley. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> at a musical uh, theater nerd land, um, they end up, yeah, the white groups end up stealing their car, and I got me a Cadillac, 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 Cadillac got me a Cadillac car. Like that's, oh, we basically I got just, me Cadillac. <laughs> basically they switched, they took the soul out of it, everything switched at the it's game. horrible. And so they, that's what stepped into the bad side. They said, you're not going to steal our songs. We're going to, and they even give us a history lesson moment that how like a uh, hound dog, yeah. you're nothing but a hound dog. Elvis stole that from Big Mama Thornton and how Elvis really ain't that nigga, like super fuck that nigga because he was stealing black people's black women. And he was music. a pedophile. Believe that. Yeah. He did marry like a 14 year old or something. Yeah. Weird as fuck. Um, so super fuck Elvis. But basically, they gave us a history lesson, and they were like, we're not taking it anymore, so we're going to go pay the DJs to play our records, and we will get to the top. The tippy tippy top, top, top. The tip of the tip of the top. And so they did that. And meanwhile, Jimmy, or Curtis, the con man, Jimmy Fox, he outs um, Eddie Murphy from his original manager, which is Danny Glover, which all-star cast. Like, all-star what? cast. How did they pull this off? <laughs> and then they had Loretta Devine in it, which was so full circle. It was. Woo, that song, gave, it gives me chills, eh? And then she was in the original play. Yes, she was. On Broadway. Oh. Period. So, we're really giving the girls a history We lesson. really are. We're like... 
So anyways, he has Jimmy or he has Jimmy doing these white gigs at like the Copa at the Copa Cabana and like some shit like that where blacks wasn't supposed to be. And he sings this song called I Want You, Baby, which is um, he's basically singing it to a Nikonani Rose character. And it's kind of erotic. Yeah. And he starts to do some sexual gestures on the stage, which then force which I'm like. I'm like that that speaks to how like white people really view black bodies as like virulent and automatically sexual. Yeah. And like that's just him expressing his art. Cause when he was at the black shows doing that, the black people was like, Yes, show us the movement. <laughs> show and, us the movement. <laughs> and so basically the white couple ends up leaving and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, the so yeah, the, the producer, the club producer's like not into it and Jamie right. Fox sees all this and he is like, Oh no. He's you know, but then, at the same time, the club producer looks at Dina, Beyonce's character, and light like, skin. Mm, like, and by the way, this is like when Beyonce's she's becoming tiny, ti- like very tiny, and she's becoming her like more light skinned You know how like Beyonce kind of shifted shades? Like this she is like the moment shades. of the shift. It's like she's like lighter at this point. Right, right, very light. And um, so basically, he looks at her and is like, "What's this about?" Basically, yeah. so then. Behind the scenes, Jimmy's basically like, y'all are not going to be Jimmy's backup singers anymore. You're going to be your own thing, and Jimmy can figure it out himself. Like, he basically threw Jimmy away because oh, he knew he wasn't going to sell. Also, underlined here is, like, Jamie Foxx and Jennifer Hudson have, like, kind of been dating. But it's like, they don't. And she literally yeah. sang a song to him, I yeah. love you, I do. And she belts for her life. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, she very clearly likes him. And he, like, kind of likes her. But you don't know. No, they're together. Vibe. They're together. They're but together. I think he sucks. Like, <laughs> he sucks all the no, way through. He sucks. But they're, they're in a relationship. Yeah, they're in a relationship. And so. At the same time, he comes into the dressing room and he's like, okay, girls, we're about to have a new, like, we're switching the game yeah. up. Dina's going to be the new lead. And they sing and the most Effie's incredible always been song. Lead. <laughs> he's singing, we are a family. Yeah. Like a yeah. giant. I sang that in my elementary school choir. Good. <laughs> Branching out towards the sky. Like, they sing the most iconic song, but in the, also in the same breath, you can, and Curtis says to Dina in front of Effie, she has a lighter sound. Yeah. She's going to sell Dina's lead. Like, yeah, she's going to be lead. lead. And that's super fucked up. And but then they pr- then proceed to after they do family, proceed to sing the most ethereal song, yeah, ethereal. Let me fucking word ethereal <laughs> song, which I know so word good. for word. Yeah, same. Which we're dream girls. Dream yeah. girls will always leave. You. Yeah, and all you've got to do is dream, baby. We'll be there. We and yeah. like they body the game and they become this girl group yeah. on par Killing it. with like the Beatles. Yeah, like they're basically they're, they're I I imagine them to be the Supremes. Like if I can no, that is no that no no it's like absolutely based on the Supremes. Like, like that is like one thousand percent what it is. Like Diana Ross and the Supremes okay. is like the idea. Yeah, right. Okay, so they're basically like the Supremes. They become like that bitch. And they leave Jimmy to the curb. Jimmy ain't got no career. Yeah. And Jimmy's also married and fucking Anikanani Rose. Like, so yeah. he's living a dual life. Yeah. So he, it's all types of mess and entanglement. We're actually really giving them the Yeah, point. we're literally, like, explaining the movie. So if you were going to watch the movie, like, don't listen anymore. Like, skip to five minutes no, from now. No, still listen. Still listen and still watch. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> like, this song, we're not even doing the songs justice. No, we're not. We don't have the okay, tracking. So then- Otherwise, we would. <laughs> What happened? So then basically they get into this phase where they get so big. Okay, yeah, they get really they big. They come back to Detroit to they, they, record their yeah. album. They get big and they're recording their album and it's just like a power struggle because Jennifer Hudson's always been the lead. And it's also like no Tino Shea, Jennifer Hudson's a better singer than Dina, who's paying by Beyonce. So like 
Jennifer Hudson's pissed. That's what it is. Like, she's pissed because she knows she can belt. And she's like, I should be lead. And so, obviously, like, her and Dina start And in the meantime, but at the same time, Effie can clearly see that Dina's fucking Curtis. Yeah. And that's her man. Yeah. It's like, we're really getting deep really quickly here. And, like, (laughs) Effie's not feeling well. So, it's like, she's, like, not feeling well. Like, imagine. She's got pain. she's, She's in pain. And it's like her man is being stolen by someone who she thought was like her sister. And that same woman who she thought of as her sister has like stolen her job and her career. She's pissed. She's had enough. So like she's just not acting right. Like they're always getting in fights. They can't get anything done. It's like real problematic. But on the low and in the background, she's pregnant as well. Yeah. So she so she's the reason why she's not feeling well, everyone. She's pregnant. And so basically it all comes to my head because she's got to go to the doctor to like go check on her baby. She's late to rehearsal before the night. She walks in some other bitches on stage. <gasps> and the other bitch is skinny, like, like a light skin, Rose, skinny. Beyonce's, like, and middle. those bitches, I rewatched it. They were tiny. They were so skinny. Like they're definitely unhealthy. <laughs> right. And so Effie's ousted in the group, and then they give us the best sequence. They give us it's all over, yeah. and they give us which an bleeds I am right into you. I'm telling you, which is why Jennifer Hudson should have an Oscar. Which did she win? I don't think so. I don't think so either, and I'm pissed I, about I, it. I keep telling the story. I'll okay, okay. So so she sings it's all over, and like if this was a play, this is intermissions. So like this is like the big like act one finale. Like and she just is belting for her life, singing to Jamie Foxx, and he just sucks, and he leaves, and so no Oscar. <sighs> Which is offensive. But even Jimmy so Early did. Like, even Eddie Murphy yeah, he, didn't get an Oscar. Yeah, that's crazy. And he fully he was deserved, the one. Who, like, honestly, out of all of them, like, Eddie Murphy should have won. <laughs> if, if, if you were only named to one. And to Zendaya, that's how you play somebody who has an addiction. Yeah. Ooh. Rough out here. <laughs> <laughs> we are not holding back today. You got us at a wild time. It is like, we are. Is, is that bad? But no, it's, it's true. true. So, after like and act like they do this brilliant cinematic sequence where like they show like a like a slideshow type of vibe like a newsreel of the dreams and like what everyone's been up to like to catch up because like for the passage of time right so it's like a ten year drop yeah. so actually if you think about it what's also cool about the movie is you could tell it's a play yeah. because they shoot an act so yeah. basically we left act one and we're going to act two which yeah. I'm like this is like yeah, beautiful this is, like, beautiful. like- <laughs> Yes, historic, iconic, wonderful. And it's filmed so beautifully, too. Like, you couldn't even tell that this was made in 2008. I think that's when it came out. Yeah. And and so in the, in that, like, little 10 real thing, we find out that Dina and Curtis have gotten married. And, like, the dreams are very successful. And they've cropped Jennifer Hudson, like, out of pictures from when they were kids, which is so shady, and put in that new girl. <laughs> and so, like, that Dina's slated to play Cleopatra. Yeah, but she doesn't she want, want to. Play she doesn't want to. She wants to play something else. And another weird wild cameo from john krasinski from the office he plays like some director that's awesome. isn't that so that's weird actually like very why weird. is he in that like, i don't know i've and, never and that weird comedian that. who plays the yeah, other yeah actor it's I'm like, like this that is seems always played weird to me but whatever but, but then it also but it also asks a little legitimacy that this is an all-star movie it is it does because if you have like john krasinski for two minutes like whoa like that to me is and you have beyonce and you yeah. have jennifer Hudson, yeah. and you have any yeah, like, like, and you have jamie fox like, like wow wow stars in the making so, so and jamie can we just say jamie fox can really sing he like, can he really an can. irritatedly amount of so like, yeah you can't be good at all yeah, things you like, can't be good looking you can't be funny and you yeah. can't sing huh? huh what's wrong with you something probably something <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, continue. So, so okay, okay, so Dina, Dina wants to be in this different movie that's kind of, like, about, like, a druggy, like, like, you know, it's a darker role. It's definitely not Cleopatra. It's more age-appropriate. Like, that's the journey she wants to go on. Jamie Foxx says, no, girl. You will be Cleopatra. And he then proceeds to sing the most romantic song while being the most toxic person ever. Because he's basically like, he goes, you, you, he goes, you treat me, you still treat me like I'm 16. He goes, you'll always be 16 to me. And I was like, there's the problem. Yeah, there's the problem. He is fucking weird so, so but it also goes to show how the mark the industry itself infantilized likes women to be infantilized and how we will and it also goes to show a little bit of pedophilia and does. why men are always so geared towards being around younger women women who look kind of like almost baby like because she looks so child like she, she looks does. so childlike in like that movie baby. it's really weird so i'm like this movie is really hitting on things it's spilling all the tea so that's all happening and so they're starting to have a little bit of rouse in their relationship we like jump to jennifer hudson who now has like a 10 year old daughter that she had with jamie fox and she's struggling struggling for she's life. nine okay she's nine that makes me sad that seems so sad when she's trying I to know get money because i there's a nose because she's recently watched I, I need to watch it again i miss it it's so good but like is it so they're struggling she doesn't have a lot of money because like all she knows how to do is sing and she can't sing because if she had a apparently she had a the she had a, the, a breakdown in public her last performance and nobody wants to hire her for singing yeah it's really sad so that's a bummer in town usa and you just wish that she could come back to the dreams because like that's where she belongs like that's all happening and then meanwhile again like we're just back to the dreams making money but like they're just slowly erasing the sound like of what made them special and what made them like more r&b and soul and like getting into two pop disco stuff right and then in the same breath jimmy who is like fully addicted to heroin yeah um is like trying to change his sound and curtis who's like this big wig he has a he owns a record yeah now it's like he's like you know basically basically like motown yeah okay and um basically he's like yeah i don't like your sound you need to relax let's focus on the dream right and also you know then they have the best like phenomenal award show ever and Jimmy, this was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, this is Oscar when he like won the Oscar, like absolutely. But he said Jimmy got soul. Jimmy got Jimmy got Jimmy got Jimmy want rib. Jimmy want steak. Jimmy want a piece of your chocolate cake. Jimmy want a piece of your chocolate cake. That is crazy. Yeah, so he's supposed to be singing this one song that's like a slow, like very uh, white sound ballad. And at the and same he time, can't. he's singing to his girlfriend and, and his, his wife. wife. Like his wife is in the audience. His girlfriend's on the side of the stage. Yeah. And so it's like okay. major drama, major tea. And then all like he basically like cracks and has a mental breakdown on stage and is like, no, that's it. Like and he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he like decides to like do they call it like Jimmy's rap and he like goes hard and it's so good and he's so funny and it's amazing and but iconic. Then and he drops his pants. <laughs> he's dumped from his girlfriend and his wife and, and the record and label because he dropped his pants all on at TV. the same time. Uh so that's yeah. major drama. So then he ODs. And uh, he it's does really proceed fun. to OD, and then Loretta Devine comes and sings the most wondrous song. Yeah, and this is like and, in Detroit, and like this is important too because it's right. not even that like his record label, which was supposedly his home, like does something special for him. No, it's like the old school people in Detroit that he left to go be with his Curtis. original manager yeah. that Curtis swindled him from, and then Cece, Effie's brother, yep, comes back into. The picture yeah because he's pissed because he's the songwriter everyone he quit so, like, he, he quit after pissed. jimmy od yeah because he was like i'm not doing this anymore you. yeah you're an awful person and so then he comes back to effie's life and they record uh one night only yep and then jamie fox steals that shit and makes it a disco pop 
song. Well, he steals it because he knows a good song. Yeah, and it's good. finally wrote a good song, and he needs that song because he's not coming out with shit. No, because Cece was the and, songwriter. Right, and then... Uh, they basically, I can't lie. One night only disco version. It's is good. Kind of it's superior. really good. Like I really like it. I what? for sure listen to that one more than the original. But like I understand the like, drama. Right. Of it. But he basically uses payola, the same thing that he used. Yeah. So my whole thing is like, I if he, when he used payola in the first place, I was like, that's fair because this is white supremacy. Like they are not doing what's right, but you're using the same tool that you use to, to oppress another black people, woman, yeah. and that's your that's where you fucked up. Yeah. Because Effie didn't do anything to you. You did something to. Effie and anything that Effie did like people were in retrospect like oh yeah Effie was awful I'm like but if all that happened to you you would yeah, be you'd awful, awful as too. fuck too you would be mad as fuck I would be super I mad I don't as think fuck. Effie's so, that awful I don't think Effie's awful at all Effie was trying to survive yeah so she's just living a best he used life. that same tactic to make sure that the, the dreams version right. went hella viral and ba- he used Paolo to fucking kill Effie's song that's so, what he's gonna kill your fucking so song so he kills her song and he also kills the other movie that Dina wanted to be in and like basically forces her to do Cleopatra and but he does it in the most controlling he way he does he about, sucks oh you had a meeting with that like he he set her up like you know how you be asking people questions when you already know the answer that's some shit he did to her and it was like yeah you're not fucking doing it because i made you yeah and then beyonce then proceeds to sing her most iconic song yeah she belts that shit so and good. he gets upset and then literally the next sequence is the lawyers come and talk well, because to get him she ass. she finds also like in the sequence where she sings listen she finds the His old like the yeah the one night only that effie did so like she now knows that like that was stolen from and effie then she goes and gets his black book to turn it over and be like use this this to get him yeah yep Yep, so so she like comes through in the end, leaves his ass, and then like reunites with Effie and they're both just sad about like the way things that turn have turned out. And uh And then she finds out that Effie has a baby and, and in the same breath Dina wants to have a baby too. Yeah. That's hella sad. Real sad. But you know she'll find girl someone. power, black black women united. Yeah, black women united and to take him down. Dina left his ass high and dry like he deserved. Yep. And then the, the he's, basically, he's like, basically, what are you going to do without me? And she goes, I don't know, but I'll start over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to get something done. And uh, they then like the dreams break up and they have to have like a farewell concert. And of course, in a grand finale of moments, Jennifer Hudson gets to come out and sing the song. And But they did. They redid Dreamgirls properly. Yeah, they did. Jennifer Hudson singing the lead. Yep. And then. I'm not. I, I, this is the one thing I won't tell. We basically told everything else, but there's just one moment. At the yeah, end that makes that me cry. Tears for me. I every weep. Time. Why do I every weep time. every time? I weep like every this. time. I think <laughs> just in the so movie. Sad. The yeah, and then the movie ends, and you're just like sobbing. Like I don't know. Like I can't talk about it. Like there's like two movies that I've left sobbing. Yeah, A Star Is Born and Dreamgirls. Yeah, like, I, I just listen. Like, like, like I, I mean, was like, crying. You guys, like the guttural tears will come out like at the end of Dreamgirls for no good reason. Like, and the song is so emotional is, because you're just hearing because their it's last also, like, song. Yeah, it's like their last song. And Dreamgirls is such a good song on its own. And then to hear Jennifer Hudson's voice and Jennifer Hudson's voice has so much emotion laced in it, and it's just so beautiful. And it's like weighted with all these moments. And then there's like this beautiful sequence that we won't. I literally me. just lived every moment as we discussed yeah, it. Such I, I think on a high. <laughs> I got chills when you we were just discussing the last scene because it's fucking good. Like <laughs> it's so good. everybody deserves an Oscar, and I, oh, I don't think anybody and, really okay, got, and got like, an Oscar. Without spoiling it or anything, like the actress that has that moment kills it. Like you know what I mean? Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like 
Wow. I just want to see if they get any Oscars. I think it's racist that the Oscar's so white. Seriously. Literally, Oscar's so white. And, I mean, it was also, Oh, wait. Someone, like, got, be- someone got Best Supporting Actress. Was it Jennifer Hudson? Yeah, who got Best Supporting Actress? What? I'm looking at it. It's not saying 2006. I'm going to pull up Google. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> no, it says Rachel Weisz. What? Okay. Don't know um, her. I don't know. But then when I said, oh... It, it, sorry, Academy Awards. She got the Academy Awards, not the Oscar. That's what I said. The Academy Award is an Oscar. What? Who's Rachel Weisz? Oh, Girl, I don't know. Okay, hold on. Are you seeing? But then when I looked up Dreamgirls... Oh, she won! Jennifer Hudson won. Okay, good. Oh, thank God. Thank. I was like, something wouldn't sit right. But you see how I was giving conflicting answers? It is kind of weird. I had to go to like the Wikipedia and scroll all the way down to like the accolades okay. or whatever. Okay. Okay. They, yeah, they, somebody, they won. Somebody won. So, somebody so won and, okay. Actors. And, and Eddie Murphy was nominated for supporting actor for the Oscars. But he should have won. won. I don't know why he didn't win. But Jennifer Hudson won. So I guess like. All is right. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But again, should have won more. They got best costume designing costume design which is accurate and they got best production design i thought it was beautifully shot like it, it also had the perfect amount of nostalgia yeah it does it, it felt it felt like it was shot on film it, it may not have been but it felt like it was because you know euphoria is shot on film like the whole which makes sense whatever yeah yeah but it gave me they're those trying, type of trying. vibes <laughs> no i think euphoria is beautiful like beautifully yeah shot, it actually is and the sound beautiful costume good. design like but it's awful. And just the content. Like, is, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like Dune. You have all of this extra shit, but just no content. Yeah. It's not good. But anyways, yeah, Dream Girls, iconic movie. Like, it's one of the best movie musicals. And I, and that's, cra- that's crazy because Chicago is one of my other favorites, and it goes above Chicago. Even it does. Yeah. fucking Sh- good. Oh, so good. Chicago's so good. So good. Oof. And Hairspray is my problematic thing. Yeah, Hairspray is... Yeah. Okay. Well, but hairspray is good. Hairspray is good. I don't care. Whatever. That's <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like that's good. Good morning, Baltimore. With our love, yeah. life's like life a dream. Is, that's the most problematic song. <laughs> it's so good. We should go see we. I found my earth. See we during my black white night. Blue. I found my blue eyes so sweet. sweet freedom, freedom is our goal. goal. Trace, Trace, I want to kiss you. Kiss Let me out of the next hole. Because without love. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah. Ten-year-old me need... just jamming with my headset and CD. Like, <laughs> Honestly, like, but you know, I think what the, what's great about Dream Girls is it that came out in 2000, it actually came out in 2006, and it still stands the test of time like, it does it's like it's, it gets even more iconic because as you get older you can really empathize and be like because i used to as a kid i'd be like effie need to stop like she needs to chill mm-hmm. and get an adult i'm like effie don't need to fucking effie chill did everybody did else everything does. right Effie did everything right everybody else did effie dirty effie, yeah but especially dina and curtis yeah dina and curtis suck also the names are really good too like they're very um <laughs> with the times they are it's a ball <laughs> show like, like for example, Malcolm and Marie, those are weird names. Yeah, that doesn't... Or like, what are some other names that just don't be with the times? Like, Lena Waithe has a show. It's called 20s. And, like, you ready for the cast name? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I looked up cast. Hattie. One, one's name Hattie. Hattie's an old-ass name. Yeah, it is an old name. Marie. That's an old-ass name. <laughs> That's an old name. Ida B. 
Like, why you got name Ida B? Ida B. <laughs> and those are like the names of the main characters. That's choices. Big, Sh- Big Sean is in that. That's concerning. why is Big Sean this, in that? This is also on BET. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at BET. BET has great content. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I know. Like, I just. <laughs> The best part about Boondocks was when they had that just large vendetta against BET. Like they, yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> and I'll be like, I totally get it. BET, yeah, BET is really awful. bad. It's really bad. It's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try to support because you know, but it's not good. But I don't. I know this is bad. I don't fuck with Lena Way. Yeah, and I don't fuck with her based off Queen and Slim. Like she, <laughs> and then did you watch them? No. Watch it. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. it's not good though. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you why it's not good, but just watch it. Okay, I will. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. To I'm gonna give it. you one scene that had me like I had to turn it off. Was so this black family basically integrates a neighborhood. It's basically like the vanishing half, but like the horror story got wrong. This oh, is it done integra- by Jordan Peele? It seems like it should no. be. Oh, maybe if it it's was, not. it would have been good. It's like a counterfeit. <laughs> it's like a knockoff of us. Oh shit! Literally them us. Yeah, like, it's just like literally that. Um, so Lena Waithe, or no, this, this black family integrates this white family or this white neighborhood. And they have like this Karen, who's like a crazy bitch. Basically that's the whole premise. Okay. But basically this little black girl, she goes into like a class and she's like the only black girl. And the teacher asks a question and none of the white kids get it right. So then the black girl raises her hand, she has the correct answer. So she raises her hand and she says the answer. And then while she's saying the answer, her classmates start making monkey noises, like, extreme like gorilla like grunting noises oh, while she's answering and she just like starts you can see her like they zoom on her face like she's having a mental like having a breakdown like what the fuck is going on so the teacher calls her up to the front of the room and gives her detention slip and the detention slip is for causing a, like making a distraction and she has to go to detention and get out of the classroom and i was like yeah i'm not watching this shit that's like that's so traumatic yeah that's awful what the fuck and the the family's like all dark skin too okay which is kind of like problematic too because i'm like why the dark skinned black people gotta go through so much traumatic shit? But it would not be no light skinned family. Like, yeah. this would not be the case. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, anyways, so I really don't fuck with Lena Waithe. Did you watch Passing on Netflix? No, and I really wanted to. I, need to watch I really that. need to watch that. that. I need to watch that. We'll it's just such a heavy topic. And I just yeah, I know, I know, I know. Maybe we'll recap on that at some point because that seems like it would be interesting. That that sounds really depressing. Did you read The Vanishing Half? No. You shouldn't. I I haven't read a book in a while, but I read that book in one. <laughs> that's me. Something. I haven't read a book in a while. Like that's my tagline. Like I want that on my shirt. <laughs> I haven't read a book in a while. And I read that book, and I was like, "This shit is good as fuck." And I would I like to read like, it. I I got my fucking life in dark. Or I'm not gonna say your name. A, a mutual. Yeah. I committed the book, and I read this shit, and it was good. And I like I said, I had not read. Okay. In a while. All right, I'm excited. Okay, I'm gonna read that. It is a, it's a, it's um a very deep read, but it's a fat. Like if you're really interested, it was a, I finished it in like one sitting. Like a oh, I love hours. that. Okay, I'm excited. I think good. I would like it. I think it's um, I my world was rock. You okay, my world, you know you did. <laughs> like, like my world is super rock. So yeah, I I think you'll love it. Okay, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, we just had to recap on. I guess this is our musical episode, which I've always kind of... I think we've been wanting to do this actually for a while. I think so, too. And I think, like, and I would do it, it again. <laughs> I would do it again. I do need to get more involved in musicals. It's just, like, Join us. Join the dark side. No. I don't ever know if I want to go that dark. Okay. But 
I don't know, like... You'll never I, win I, the I Hamilton can't... lottery twice? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Girl, you need to keep that. Don't, like, I wouldn't tell anybody that here. I like, won't. I'm just telling actually, you and it's on a podcast. <laughs> but, like, yeah, don't ever tell anybody else that because I'm thinking to myself, like, bitch, not us. The amount of shit we talked on Hamilton and then... I know, and, and they've gotten, times. like, 13 of my hours of my life. That's crazy as fuck. But I think, like... I think I have such a deep respect for musicals, except like Phantom of the Opera or some dumb shit like that. Like it has to be like a musical that has comedy. Yeah, it's singing. gotta be like, like I have to really be entertained. Yeah, it's give me a show. Have you heard? Have you ever heard of Company the musical? Yes, I love Company. Have you watched? Have you seen it? Yes. How did you watch it? Um, there's multiple, multiple, multiple versions of it. So the original one. Okay, so now there's like a new version of it that's gender swapped, which is like. A whole thing, which I low key thought they should always have done that. To be honest, yeah, with it's you. Like, really, it's honestly like really interesting to have it be gender flops. But uh, there's like tons of versions of it. There's, the, I think the one that's easiest to find on the internet is Neil Patrick Harris was Bobby, right? And well, I want to see the one with Ra- Raphael, Raul Espaza, yeah, because I, I, I want to see the one. I don't know. I have to see if I could find a because I have that song on my just it's in my so library, good. and I'd be like, listen to it, niggas. It's called Company, and company. that will have you in your feels. Company will have you in your feels. The whole album not is Company incredible. by Drake and Travis no, Scott. Company no. by Raul. Company by Espaza, and and you have to get to the last song. Guess when he sings "Being Alive." It's so because <laughs> but you know who i found out about that through glee when kurt did glee. being alive yeah being alive yeah and it's gender flopped now which is like it's very interesting being alive is my favorite song but it's basically has this this nigga needs to get wiped up it is and it's really like things. beautiful like it's a beautiful song just about like human companionship it's lovely like no literally being alive route as far as do yourself a favor yeah. and and the way it builds oh get out of here and- <laughs> <laughs> me, me, like so I guess, I guess I am a little bit of a musical. Yeah, you player, are. That's company's a deep cut. I, I would say most people don't know about company. See, but not Haley, not Haley's level. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm a loser. So like, you have to like, you'd have to like, be a loser and then like get to our level. But you know, it's like you, don't fucking say that, Haley. It's okay. I will. Okay. Haley's not a loser. Haley's going to Cambridge. So Haley's Haley's smart. Thank you. But again, like, I don't think like going to Cambridge makes you less of a loser. I feel like it's more. No, like, it makes you hella cool. Like, it makes you hella cool. Haley, intelligence is intelligence is cool. Oh, like, who thanks. wants to be a dumb bitch? I don't want to be dumb. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like, common sense is common, and there's really a lot of dumb hoes walking around on this earth. But, and I find myself constantly on the right side of Twitter, experiencing that every day. Like, right wing Twitter. So I, true. Cause I I get on the political hashtags to see what's going on. Like, so, bitches was like getting on Don Lemon because Don Lemon was talking about how Christian cinema is a fucking dummy and a hypocrite. Yeah. Well, why was that trending this morning? <laughs> huh? Why was that trending this morning on Twitter? Because a bunch of right-wing people were like, fuck Don Lemon. He's okay, awful. well, fuck whatever. CNN. Like, you know, the usual. Okay, what else is now? Can I, before we go, I have one question. What are your thoughts on these vac- company-wide vaccine mandates? Um, I have no issue with it. I have no issue with it either. I think we should all be vaccinated. I think the vaccine is safe, and uh, I don't understand why it's a problem. Because, I mean, I, I, a lot of people are like, no, but part of me is like, bitches are all about big business and private companies. Yeah, they are. I mean, here's the thing. If you don't want a government mandate, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, if you exactly, if you don't want a government mandate, then you have to fucking get with your job. Do the vaccine. Because Nike said they're firing all their employees. Good. If they do not get vaccinated. Good. And then, oh, car, people. Oh, there's another. I got on right wing Twitter this morning when I they had boycott Carhartt. Because <clears> Carhartt sent out an email to all their employees talking about, you will be fired if you don't get, va- like, we have a vaccine mandate, abide by February 14th. And everyone's like, I just, it was like when the um, 
Nike had their when their people was burning Nike shit. They're like, I I I can't yeah. believe I just bought some stuff from Carhartt. I'm going hot, Kanye. Like, but you bitches is all about big business. Yeah. And they should get to treat their employees any type of way. They can do whatever they want, but when they want you to get vaccinated, yeah. So now it's problem. So I, yeah, that's my thought on that. I I don't have a problem with it. I think it's whatever. Right, like the literally in the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court had just approved the vaccine mandate, which I t- I get why they didn't approve the vaccine. I, yeah, mandate. I, that's what I was gonna say. Is I I do understand like on a surface level, like like it's, I it's I understand slope. that it's a slippery I, yeah, slope. I totally get to, that, especially right. as someone who like supports abortion and like abortion rights and like all that. Like I understand the idea that like you should be able to control your own body. Like I, I trust me, I hear your argument, I understand that. But also like right. at a certain don't point, get mad. a business owner has a right to protect their workspace. And also y'all don't be mad when Chick-fil-A says you can't get an abortion. So like that's right. my problem. So like But then also it really goes with capitalism. They can't have you bitches getting sick in the workplace yeah. and losing work members. That's not helpful towards productivity and getting you to do their shit for them yep. like and make the money. You can't be sick. That's why they need you to get a vaccine because you can't be calling out sick. Otherwise, your precious stock like, market will crash. Don't you get it? Like so I'm like, that's why your ass got to go to work. Yeah. But people, there's an argument that's lately saying that like the stock market and it's direct correlation to capitalism and how capital flows it's become completely like uncorrelated that would kind of make sense and then i'd have to like research that i don't know i'm me too but it makes like at first that what face value when i hear that i'm like that kind of makes yeah sense. i mean like, honestly i'll believe fun. a lot of things <laughs> and this it's 2022 i'll believe most things until i'm proven otherwise like i don't know anything is possible anything is possible and i'm also not an econ person yeah same bitch you were in honors i don't want to hear that okay I can't, I can't understand econ if you explain it to me like I'm five. But, like, on a surface level, if you just, like, start throwing economic terms at me for a while, I'm like, okay, let me catch up, and then I can go. But Yeah. Didn't Steve – is it Stephen – or Stephen Sondheim? Did he die recently? Yeah, he did, and I cried like a true nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's a nerd. I, I literally cried. I was like, what the – like, I was that's taking a – like, my shit. breath was taken away. I was so sad. And then I listened to his Take music and made my family away. listen to his music, and they were like – great Haley, like sounds wonderful and i was like no don't you understand he wrote all this music about death and grief and like now he's dead and they're like yeah people Shut die the fuck up. <laughs> did you were you did you ever watch like funny girl yes oh yes not you really a fucking nerd. yeah i am like that's how i got into all this like my favorite movies when i was like growing up were wizard of oz the king and i and like the sound of music it, uh which wizard of oz judy garland <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The Muppets one was good, though, with Brandy. No, The Wiz. Are you fucking kidding me? I, okay, The Wiz is great. The Wiz is great, but I'm saying, like, I grew up watching, like, for sure, The Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland. Can I be honest? I grew up watching The Wiz. We didn't have that Julie Garland shit in the house. Okay, no, I mean, I, honestly, you're probably better off he's for it. because The Wiz, and he's listening to us. That cast, another, another 10 out of 10 cast. <laughs> I'm hella mad that you're fucking talking about the Wizard of Oz and not the Wiz. And the I know. Wiz is iconic. The Wiz is iconic. The fuck? What? Yeah. I'm mad. For sure. Are you serious? Yeah, it was really bad. And, and I- the, the, what's that? Green. It's got to be green. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, what was that? I forget. What's this like? Like a, whatever. Uh, and home. That's a good song. <laughs> when I think, think of home, home I, I think, think of, of a place. <laughs> that brings back 
like so many oh my God. memories. Oh my God. I love the Wiz and Quincy Jones did it. That's iconic. Yeah, that was an iconic, iconic. moment. And my favorite song, Don't You Bring Me Back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the evil, yeah. whatever the fuck her name is. She was, she was scary as fuck to me. And those gorillas used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. I yeah. was like, oh my God, what is this? Emerald City Sequence, that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Green. This is like bringing me back. I've thought about the wizard so long. <laughs> and then you got Ease on Down the Road. Yeah, Ease, ease on, on Down, Ease on, on Down the Road. <laughs> and You Can't Win was iconic. Like Michael Jackson did that shit. Michael Jackson did that shit. He did. That shit. You did. You tried it. You can't get in it. You can't. He was good. Like, don't play him. He was, even though I'm not, I think my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we no longer stand him, that was a moment. The Wiz was good. And when his, he was yeah. black. When he was I guess it's problematic to say. People say it's problematic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was always black, but when he was presented as black. When he, when he literally switched, when he literally changed skin yeah. colors, either through vitiligo or bleaching, I'm unsure. I think it was, it was I think it was vitiligo, and then he bleached because he had so much vitiligo. That's like what my understanding was. And yet somehow nobody really knows. Like, are you gonna watch Janet Jackson's documentary comes out on? The I am. I think. I do think I'm going I'm to. I'm so excited. Yeah. Twenty eighth lifetime. Yeah. Folks, Janet Jackson. Um. He's the oh that's the he's the wizard. He lives in Oz. Um. A brand new day. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. No more bad news. No bad news. Period. And then I guess that's kind of all they had. <laughs> Believe in yourself. But it's still more that songs than the Horn. regular Wizard of Oz. Like, the Wizard of Oz doesn't have that many songs. It just has, like, Over the Rainbow. Well, okay. Every time they did a version it, of... It's somewhere uh, over Over the Rainbow. That's not even white, is it? It's, it's it's like a Hawaiian... It's a Hawaiian song, right? Well, it is now. No, it's not originally. <laughs> I think originally it's, um, like, a Gershwin song. I don't know who wrote it, but it's, it was... I, think, I honestly thought it was a Hawaiian song. I was like, that's the one they play all the give time. give it to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, like, how they play it now. But, it, yeah, it was... She sang that song, and then... They have a song like every time they meet a new person, like they sing kind of the same song over and over again, but it's like different lyrics, and that song slapped. There's a one song in the original version of Oz, you guys, that's awful, and the cowardly lion sings it, and it's like boring. But as didn't hell. Judy Garland do blackface? So like, what the fuck, really though? Yeah, Judy Garland was problematic. So that's your fate. That's who you supported. I- I'm over here on the I'm over here on the Wiz with Diana Ross and Kyle. Yeah. Also, like, there's so much tea on the Wizard of Oz set in general. Just like it's it was a hot. Didn't mess. they treat like the little people so bad? It wasn't Julie Garland like sexually assault. Like it sounds the, like the, it's a the, hot the, mess. the the little people on set. Little people like they was used like to party. Her. They used to party all the time. They like partied hella hard because it was like the most little people that like ever been in one place. Like on the set of the Wizard of Oz, and they used to just like drinking, drink, gambling, get drunk, and like have a wild time and then judy garland judy garland was upset because they didn't let her eat and like all this horrible stuff because originally when she was cast she was like 12 and then by the time they actually got to production she was like 16 and so they like had her like compress like her chest and like awful things it's also like the start of her like alcoholism and drug addiction anyway support the whiz because none of that shit's happening over here and it's a good (laughs) movie with good good music (laughs) the whiz is just none of that shit (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> not any of this dark a dark old hollywood drama <laughs> no and the music is good and the movie is good oh the other and fun the fact about Oz is that the one who the one who played the wicked witch never let her grandkids watch it because she was so scary <laughs> she was so terrifying she never let her grandkids see it as long as she was alive 
bye anyways don't support the wizard of oz <laughs> that's, and that's how we're gives, and that's gonna wrap it up <laughs> yeah like who gives a fuck about the wizard of oz anyway support the wiz where black owned black movies yeah with black a black owned business the wiz a black owned business <laughs> i caught myself because i know it's not black owned business black movies black workers black, black music producers did a black person direct it? No, a black person did not direct it. Of course it. not. But, I mean, whatever. It was 1978. So yeah, we like, like, we can't all be winners, all right? I, I was going to say, we can't all be winners. Like, that's a thing. Um, anyways, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I think this was fun. Yeah, Haley's going to be on here. I want her to do three episodes, but she verified two. But I feel like after the listeners listen to that, they'll hope for more. Um, I come back. I'd but come. yeah. I have fun. I don't know I if there's any usable content for you, but I had fun talking. I hope, to you. bitch. I hope you recorded. Check to see if you recorded. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I did. I just don't. I, who knows how it sounds? Whatever. It'll, we'll figure it out. It is. It, if I hear it in my headphones, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, so. I know. I feel like it's recording properly. I just don't know. I feel like it's usable. Anyways, Whatever. yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Um, and I feel I feel accomplished because I got the Euphoria review done, so I don't have to record that separately. Um, yes but yeah thank you everybody so much for being here I will I just had a brain freeze sorry (laughs) thank you so much for being here Haley thank you so much for being here I'll see you on the next episode do you have anything you want to say to the people no people I hope you had fun and again I don't know if I did anything but it was fun talking to my friends so and also she didn't really break down Hamilton I mean I guess a little bit I did. I, you, I came from the you, you set the scene. I set the scene. I gave you guys a little bit of rap content. Again, go listen to that and just be horrified. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Maybe don't for your own mental health. But if you right. are up for it, it's a wild ride. Okay. Yeah. So I will see you next week. And maybe she'll have caught up to the third episode of Euphoria and she can discuss. Yeah. And I will see y'all later. We'll see you later.